Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. You don't have to let the devil have your children. You've yes, got authority. Right. We're telling people all over the world, you, you, you don't have to have him uh, come into your neighborhood and shoot up them all. That's you right. have authority in your neighborhood. It's time for the church to take a stand and let God's power be seen throughout the earth. Join Gloria Copeland and Billy Brim today on the Believer's Voice of Victory as they explain the God-given authority of the believer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Billy's back with us, and is she giving us some good stuff to get excited about so you don't want to miss any of these broadcasts. Welcome, Billy. Thank you very much, You're Gloria. doing good. You're well, bless the Lord. You know, I'm kind of passionate about this. I'm passionate about because receiving of, uh, it. I've just uh, been to a memorial service for a young man, uh, actually my uh, cousin's son, adopted son, 24 years old. And uh, you can find out about how uh, really in the enemy just, you know, attacked him through an addiction to yeah. uh, alcohol. And uh, he can cause you to be addicted to games. I see a lot of young people that are addicted to game playing, you know. And at his memorial service, I looked down and I saw all this, his fraternity brothers and the sorority sisters and a huge number of young people young all people. around at this gymnasium. And I just know that the enemy is after the millennials. He's after this generation, whatever you want to call them. And they are so power, they are so packed with gifts and callings of God, and God has a plan for every single one of those lives. And so my, uh, my cousin at the memorial service said, this is not right. This, this is not right. He let him know that this didn't have anything to do with God taking him. That's right. God received him uh, because he had been born again for sure and had confirmed his uh, new birth uh, just lately. And uh, so, but, uh, so we just, uh, actually Bill, my cousin said, the Satan has attacked the wrong family this time. And so we just, with our, with the glory, I told Gloria before we came on here, you and Ken believed God for money and prosperity. And now that's why we have this voice all over the world today. And we're able to say this all over the world. We're able to tell parents all over the world, Praise you don't God. have to let the devil have your children. You yes, got authority. Right. We're telling people all over the world, you, you, you don't have to have him uh, come into your neighborhood and shoot up them all. That's you right. have authority in your neighborhood. You have um, uh, habitational authority where you live. Hmm. Then you have authority there. Amen. Now, uh, we are talked last week, all the last week, about saving this generation through. There are two Greek words we want to look at. They're both translated power in the uh, King James Bible. But there are two different words. And one of them is exousia, which means authority. And the other one is dunamis. And dunamis uh, means inherit power, the power of reproducing itself from which we have English dynamics and dynamo. It actually, Strong said, it could be translated a miracle. So uh, praise the Lord. Uh, last week we talked about uh, saving this generation through, um, through 
Authority of the Believer. Now, this week, we're going to talk about demonstrating power to this generation. You need to demonstrate the power of God, the dunamis of God. If you don't, they're looking for it, and Satan is going to bring them... Uh, he's going to give them Counterfeit. counterfeits. Right. Thanks for that word, Glow. So, in Acts 1-8, uh, Jesus said, You shall receive dunamis mm -hmm. after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And in 1 Corinthians 2.1, let's examine this. And I, brethren, Paul is talking to the Corinthians. They were pagans. Sometimes uh, there were Jews who came into the gospel of grace. But no, these are pagans. Yeah. And Paul said, I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ Praise and Him God. crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He means awe of God. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration. In demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and of power, dunamis. So he knew that he could demonstrate it, that your faith should not mm -hmm. stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yes, now, that's what he says to these people he's got trying to win to the Lord, and they're pagans. And they have no knowledge of God. He does go on in the sixth verse and said, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are mature. It's not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. When I'm among the mature, I teach the deeper things of God. But when I come there to you and you're pagans, I've got to show you, uh, I've got to demonstrate God to you. I've got to demonstrate His power. And so we're going to need to demonstrate this generation needs to see the power of God. If they don't, He's going to offer them the occult He's going to offer, yeah, counterfeit. They're very interested in supernatural. Look at some of the movies these days, and you're going to see things out in space, out beyond the blue. Uh, Gabe was very interested in Star Wars and space travel. And I'm not saying these things are wrong in themselves, but now, now some of them are. Some of those occult movies are just absolutely wrong to go and see and take into you. Uh, but he also, he gives them drugs and alcohol, which is a, which is a, a, a high kind of, uh, and the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, be drunk in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So it's a high, and it's a, it's a thing that God has, uh, that the devil will try to show them power. Counterfeit. If, uh, counterfeit power if you don't demonstrate the power of God. So we have to demonstrate the power of God. That's right. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. John G. Lake said, electricity is the power of God in the natural. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in the realm of the Spirit. Now, we see what God said to us was coming in the end of days, the last days, 2 Timothy 3, 1. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. I think they came, don't you? I, I think ISIS and all that it. business, yeah. For men, now here's other things you'll see, and I think we all know that we've seen these, Gloria. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, yeah. boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Yeah. Uh, this is a very, uh, a generation of young people, a lot of them, now some of them are down and out, but some of them, you know, like middle-class kids and like uh, uh, upper, you know, income kids, uh, they're, they're just uh, a privileged. They hardly had to work for anything, you know, and uh, they become uh, unthankful, ungrateful. Yeah. Uh, right. Unholy, not living a separated life. Yeah. 
You cannot get around it. The Bible, when you're born again, you're, you're supposed to come out from the world and sin and you're supposed to be separated unto God. And then it says they are heady, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And that word is dunamis. Mm. How many churches do we have that don't have a demonstration? They've got a form of godliness meeting there on Sunday morning, but they have no demonstration of the power of God. From such, this says, the gospel should be preached with with signs, power, signs, signs powers, wonders. Yes, yes. Amen. that's what the apostles did. That's right. He confirmed and it that. Too. Yeah, it worked. And um, so the Holy Spirit is the power of God. And Romans eight eleven says, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. So if we're born again, the Holy Ghost is in us, and we are to be allowing that Holy Spirit to manifest Himself in our services. We have the nine gifts of the Spirit. They should be operating healings, miracles. And then just in your everyday life as you go about demonstrating who lives inside you, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, Jesus, when he was here on the earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was speaking to Jews living under their covenant, and he was offering them a kingdom. They'd been hearing about these kingdoms for 2,000 years. They'd been hearing that a Messiah was going to come, a king Messiah, he's called in Samuel, and he was going to set up a visible kingdom. And the Jews are looking for that. And so Jesus comes, and the Bible says he preached the kingdom. He preached that visible kingdom to them. They did not receive it. And so when he saw that they were not going to receive it and they were going to lift him up, then he begins to tell them, uh, we're going to go, he tell his disciples, tell his apostles, you're going to go into another age now. And this is going to be the church age that they're going to go into. Things are going to change. And he starts to preach how things will be. He starts to teach those 12 how things are going to be in the new order of things. So uh, I want us to turn to John chapter 13. And uh, Jesus has been at the the Last Supper. And he has dipped the bread already with uh, Judas. And he's told Judas that that you have to do, you do quickly. And so when Judas is gone, then he starts to tell all those around him Things are going to change. You're even going to have a new law, a new commandment. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. That's their new commandment. Mm. They're used to having 613 commandments. Now he's telling them, Mm -hmm. under this new order of things, you're only going to have one. And that is that you walk in love the same way I walked in love toward you. By this, verse 35, shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Then he says in verse chapter 14, he didn't, of course, speak now chapter 14. He's speaking to them at that supper, the end of it. And he commands them, chapter 14, verse 1, John. Let not your heart be troubled. That's a commandment. Don't let your heart be troubled. It is. It's not a suggestion. We're down here. Some things are happening. They've always been happening. 
the enemy's always been around. He's always trying to throw a, a, a monkey wrench into the plans of God. And Jesus commands them. Why is that? He wants to be God. You're exactly right. But he never will make it. He wanted to sit on that throne of God. Mm -hmm. He still thinks he can, though, Gloria. Yeah, I believe that. He's deceived. Uh-huh. And he, then, then Jesus said, no matter what he does, and you know, Jesus is going to go now. He's going to go to the cross. That could be pretty discouraging if you've been thinking he's going to set up a kingdom on yeah, the earth right and now. he goes to the mm -hmm. cross. So he says to them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be Praise also. God. Where I'm going, you know the way. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And then in verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way. Yes, you're looking the at the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. So he always says, I'm going to the Father. And we're told in Ephesians, our place, the church, is before the Father. So he's mm -hmm. going to the Father and he tells Philip, verse 9, the end of it, he that has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? And then he starts in and he's going to give them, he's going to start giving them new covenant realities. He's going to introduce them to the power of God, the Holy Ghost. Let's look at what he says about the Holy Ghost. Verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these, because... I'm going to the Father. Verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another comforter, in the, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees Him not, neither knows Him. You know Him. He dwells with you, but he shall be in you. I am going to ask the Father to send you the Holy Ghost to live in you. Now, the world doesn't know him, 12 disciples, 12 apostles, 11, actually, Judas is gone. The world doesn't know him, but you know him because he's been with you. Where has he been with him? In Jesus and on Jesus. Jesus is baptized with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit was upon him. Working with him. But now, I'm going to leave you. And the Holy Spirit is going to do what? He is going to be in you. Hmm. It's better for you that I go. If I don't go, he won't come. It's better for you to have the power of God, the dunamis living in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Praise God. Another verse about the comforter, verse 26. All these ones in my Bible about the Holy Spirit, I did in orange. That's kind of like a glory color to me. Bright <laughs> orange. But the comforter, this is verse 26. And they've never heard of this before, that somebody's going to come and live in them. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, 
whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. When the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, he's going to teach you. Praise God. Gloria, you, you and I both know that I got born again. I mean, I was born again as a child in probably 1947. And then I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit in 1967, which is 20 years later. And I went to a church all the time, all my life. I'm a, a church girl. They raised me in a denominational church. And I remember that we read through the Bible with our daily Bible readings and our Sunday school lessons were in order, you know. Mm -hmm. I can remember I was in this women's Sunday school class, young women's Sunday school class, and the teacher said, now we've come to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is impossible for us to understand. I thought, what? Should it be? Well, in the meantime, that very week, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I went back and got my book of Hebrews. Because it says here he wrote the book and he's the teacher. Yeah. And I started reading through that book of Hebrews and I was taught by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, it's wonderful to have this teacher living inside you. Amen. He is the dunamis. He is the power of God. And then Praise God. in chapter uh, 16, it says, verse 26, no, chapter 15, verse 26, when the comforter is come, whom I will send you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me, mm -hmm. and he shall bear witness, and you shall bear witness with the power of this Holy Spirit. Now, oh, I just love this next revelation. Now, this is in chapter 16. Look at verse 12. Now, he's talking to these 12 apostles. They're not born again. He hadn't been to the cross. He's telling them all these things. They can't possibly understand it. And he says to them in verse 12, but he has to declare it because yes, it's his he word. He puts yes. it in the word, mm -hmm. earth. So he says in verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. I cannot teach you these things. You're just not able to take it. But verse 13, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. He's not the source of what he says. But whatsoever he shall hear in the council room of God, God the Father, mm -hmm. God the Son, talking about you or talking about the time in which you live. Whatever he hears, that shall he speak in you. And he will show you things to come. Some translations say he will show you the coming things. I have a little, uh, I was cleaning off. I'm getting a new bed at my house and I was cleaning off my bed nightstand, you know, and there's a little piece of paper that I had written something on that God said to me in the middle of the night. And I wrote it down on that piece of paper. I should have brought it. But he said, I have a great need that my children know the things to come. I have a great oh. need that they oh. know the coming things. Mm -hmm. I want them to know it. I see. Now, who is going to, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to talk about this. Chip will be here tomorrow. Those young people want to know the coming things. And he says, when this Holy Spirit comes, he is going to show you things to come. He shall glorify me. He shall receive of mine and show it unto you. 
All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, he, the Holy Spirit, shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So he tells them, here is coming this Holy Ghost, this power of God. We're going to find out in Romans that it was the power, the Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead. The power of God raised Jesus from the dead. And here Jesus tells them the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the dunamis power is going to come and live in you. Actually, he comes to live in you when you're born again and you're born of the Spirit. But then there is a further manifestation of being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues. And so these same disciples here, then he goes on and he gets raised from the dead and he's out on the Mount of Olives and he's about to be ascending up on high. And he tells those disciples, those who are watching him go up, watch Jesus go up. And he said, do not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard of me. I told you about him. Remember there on that last supper? I told you about him. Don't go out without him. Don't start your ministries without him. For truly, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And you shall, verse 8, receive dunamis. Yes. When the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You're going to get this power of God. Power. You're going to get this dunamis. So they go up there to that upper room and they wait there for about 10 days, nine or 10 days. And when the next date on the Hebrew calendar comes, the God calendar in Leviticus, which is the day of Pentecost, when that feast comes, there they are. There they are up there, 120 of them, the 12 with others. Mary's there. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting Mm -hmm. and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and he sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's the power of God. And when our young people, because we're emphasizing that, see the Holy Ghost manifested and if we don't deny the Holy Ghost then they'll see God and that'll be a way to win them rather than these churches that deny the power. Amen, Billy. You're right. Glory to God. Are we out of time, Tim? Doesn't seem right, does it? We're out of time. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.